Okay, we're starting a new series today. I don't know exactly what to call it, but I'm thinking something along the lines of Silly Set of a Contest series, because that's what we're talking about today and for a long time to come. The Demond Brothers, or Diamond Brothers, however I'm supposed to pronounce their name. They are Set of a Contest, Feniite, monks in a monastery that they established called the Most Holy Family Monastery. And they decided that they were going to tell people about this. Before I get into the fun ways and means in which they did that, let's define some things that will help us to understand this moving forward. By set of a contest, I mean this. Think of Catholics like Pokemon. If you have your normal, unevolved Pokemon, it's just a normal Roman Catholic. Sometimes, they will Poke-evolve into a traditionalist Catholic. They may join the SSPX. They may start going to Latin Mass because they want to be more devout as a Roman Catholic, and the more devout you become as a Roman Catholic, the more traditionalist you're going to end up being. Now, there's nothing wrong with that on the face of it. Every denomination has its more traditionalist wing. I am a more traditionalist Lutheran, even though I come from the Pietist tradition. There are Lutherans that want Bach chorales at every single service, and they want their divine service to be nice and long. If you go to the Gottesdienst website, you will find traditionalist Lutheran practices, especially articles that literally say, Sing a Tedeum. And there are traditionalist Methodists and Episcopalians and Anglicans. Yes, even in hyper-liberal denominations, there are small, tiny wings of small-o Orthodox believers who want to bring back the old way of doing things, a more faithful way of doing things. The same thing happens with Roman Catholics. I'm sure we are all aware. But sometimes, just like that final evolution in a Pokemon, you find someone who said being a traditionalist Catholic is not enough. Because the more Catholic you become, the more un-Catholic the Pope looks. But Roman Catholic theology says that the Pope is infallible by virtue of his office, and Roman Catholic theology teaches that the magisterium of Rome is also infallible and has been since St. Peter took up that wonderful chair in the city of Rome. So what is a Roman Catholic to do when you want to be a devout Catholic, but then you start seeing the Pope saying some very un-Catholic things, like when Pope Francis said, hey, by the way, Martin Luther did not err, he did not make an error on the doctrine of justification. Or when Pope Benedict XVI said we are justified by faith alone. Or when the Roman Catholic Magisterium said, yeah, uh, we're going to go ahead and remove the anathemas of Trent, the Trent Council, and uh, demote them down to salutary warnings rather than, you know, 
go straight to hell, do not pass go, do not collect $200, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're going to burn for saying we're justified by faith alone. The Roman Catholic Church doesn't say that anymore, and it's starting to sound a little bit more Protestant with each passing day. So you want to be a traditionalist Catholic, but the church does not. What do you do? What do you say? Well, there's always going to be a temptation to poke-evolve further into sedevacantism. Sedevacante means empty seat. Somehow, mysteriously, the entirety of the Roman Catholic magisterium and the papal office disappeared and apostates were left in their wake. False bishops, a pretender on the throne of St. Peter. The church's dogma is never supposed to change whatsoever, but the church has changed dogma, therefore the church that changed the dogma must not really be the church. That is set of a contism. And the demand brothers, I'm just going to call them that, are very into being set of a contests. But they are also Feniites. Now, what is Feniism? Feniism is the doctrine that unless you are baptized into the Roman Catholic Church, you are not saved. It's named after the priest that made up the doctrine, a guy named Leonard Feeney. And his doctrine was condemned by the Roman Catholic Church as heresy because he denied the baptism of blood and the baptism of desire. See, baptism is necessary for salvation, but we Lutherans would say it is not absolutely necessary, meaning there may be edge cases according to the will and mercy of God in which somebody is not baptized, but they are still saved. They would get baptized if they could. We have traditional illustrations like a man in the desert with no water becomes a Christian as he meditates upon God's word, but there is no water in the desert. He believes in Jesus and then he dies of dehydration or something. That man, is he really damned for all eternity because of this lack of opportunity? Or the sheer amount of children during the years of higher infant mortality rates who died pretty much as soon as they came out of the womb. Feeney would say, sorry, they're all damned. Every last one of them because they were not baptized into the Roman Catholic Church. There is no salvation outside the church, extra ecclesiam nulla salus, therefore... Uh, go get baptized into the Roman Catholic Church, everybody. That was Feneism, and the DeMond brothers agree with it. Hardcore. I have a book here that says, Outside the Catholic Church, there is absolutely no salvation. We will be going over that book after we go over their first book. But you have this community. They are set of a contest, and they are Feneites. And I know what you're thinking, that sounds like a contradiction. Because if you are a set of a contest, you are saying that there is no visible church on earth to be baptized into. 
to be baptized into the Roman Catholic Church that is currently inhabited by a pretender seated upon an empty seat of St. Peter means that there cannot be a valid baptism into the Roman Catholic Church. How do you take these two ideas, extra ecclesiam nulla salus, feniism, and also hardcore empty seatism, and put them together? I'm going to tell you right now that there are two answers to that, and both of them are unpleasant. The first is you write a lot of books doing a lot of mental gymnastics, and you start defending a church that you despise because it is no longer the church that uh, you believe it should be because it changed. So, a lot of mental gymnastics. The second answer is you go absolutely bonkers. You go nuts. Much like any other traditionalist wing of any denomination, there will always be a temptation to just go insane. We have gone over websites here on the VLP before from fundy Baptist sites before, like Jesus-is-savior.com, the old Geocities site where this dude points at literally everybody and says they're going to hell, regardless of whether or not they believed in Jesus. And they have these audiobooks and stuff about how Martin Luther was a secret, free, Masonic, wicked, pagan, serpent worshiper, or whatever. There's going to be a temptation to go insane. So let's look at VaticanCatholic.com. This is the Most Holy Family Monastery's website, and we can get a good picture of this. Quote of the day, Spirituality, St. Basil, Letter 210. Neither can a soul preoccupied with cares of this life and darkened with the passions of the lust of the flesh receive the rays of the Holy Ghost. Thanks, St. Basil. In the next section, Doctrine from Pope Benedict Fourteenth, Pope Galatius, in his ninth letter, chapter 26, to the bishops of Lucania, condemned the evil practice which had been introduced of women serving the priest at the celebration of Mass. Since this abuse had spread to the Greeks, Innocent IV strictly forbade it in his letter to the bishop of Tusculum. Women should not dare to serve at the altar. They should be altogether refused this ministry. We too have forbidden this practice in the same words of our oft-repeated constitution, Etsy Pastoralis, section 6, number 21, or uh, Alatai Sunt, number 29, July 26th, 1755. Ah, yes, because when you are a set of a contest, it is difficult to not go nuts looking at every single papal bull letter and pronouncement, to find new and interesting ways that the current Vatican Church is not the real one. But they don't stop there, of course not. They have recent content, because they have a YouTube channel, you see, uh, where we see Father James Altman, quote-unquote Father James Altman, says Bergoglio is not the Pope reaction. A big problem for Orthodoxy, St. Gregory of Nyssa and the Filioque. Can't forget, we don't just oppose the papacy here, we also oppose every other denomination. On suicides and catechumens, the Council of Braga translated, What Vatican II said about Protestants and quote-unquote Orthodox heresy refuted in five minutes. 
Vatican II took away my right to say Protestants all go to hell. And so we're going to have a video about it. Uh, let's see, Taylor Marshall's publicity stunts and false theology exposed. You know, Taylor Marshall, the anti-Protestant, that loves to say stuff like, man, it's such a sin for a wooden table to be at the Roman Catholic Church because that's a Luther table. That's a Luther altar. And Luther said that communion was nothing but a symbolic meal. Which, no, he didn't believe that communion is just a remembrance. Uh, Taylor Marshall either was ignorant or just lied. But that's how traditionalist Taylor Marshall is. And the most holy family monastery, the DeMond brothers, believe that he is a liberal cuck with evil publicity stunts and false theology. Clearly, Taylor Marshall, the trad Catholic, is a wicked apostate. Yeah, that's how hardcore the DeMond brothers are when Taylor Marshall isn't enough. I guess they won't be voting for Mr. Marshall when he runs for president next year. But let's see here. Oh yes, the Temple of God and the Antichrist located. Okay. So the DeMond brothers have a YouTube channel where they go over this stuff and they're really, really, really upset at everybody that is not the DeMond brothers. Or dead people that used to comprise the Roman Catholic Church before Vatican II. But they also have news on their website. What the controlled news media orgs never tell you about the Maricopa County election results. Man gives town hall speech laying out the real plan behind the push for 15-minute cities. Report, Biden White House, uh, NIAD, NIH, CDC, HHS crafted script to downplay adverse vaccine reactions. Report, U.S. taxpayers subsidize small businesses in Ukraine, including designer knitwear. Pentagon ensures Ukraine will continue to receive funding if government shuts down. This stuff is all on their websites. They have a bunch of news articles because I guess when you're running a monastery where you're praying the hours and studying theology and supposed to be helping your neighbor through stuff like gardening and making beer or doing charity for people, for them that means being journalists. I guess it's a side gig from them deciding to play theologian all the time. And by playing theologian, I'm serious. These men are not theologians. They are not. They are not actually doing theology. They are picking theological hobby horses and combing their way through church history and church documents in order to demonstrate the truth of their theological hobby horses. These aren't serious people, at least as far as I can tell. But don't take my word for it if you go to <laughs> VaticanCatholic.com. You're going to see so many sections on doctrine. Outside the church, there is no salvation and refuting baptism of desire. A list of big fat 21 videos here they have on YouTube. Then a bunch of writing. And oh yes, they wrote a book. I have it in my hands. Outside the Catholic Church, there is absolutely no salvation. 
written by brother Peter DeMond, and no, he is not a brother because he was not accepted into any monastic order from the Roman Catholic Church, as far as I am aware. Their founder, uh, something Natale, he never took orders from the Benedictines. He never took vows for them. So he was never officially a monk, but here you got guys and they're monks. But he wrote this nice big book, and you can look on the back of it, and uh, the photo of him looks like uh, Dylan is chillin' from YouTube. You know, number 15. I'm probably going to read this book in his voice for the excerpts that I choose. You look at the front of it, and here's again how you know these are not serious people. Quote, By far the best and most in-depth book that has ever been written on the Catholic Church's infallible teaching on the necessity of the Catholic faith and the sacrament of baptism for salvation. That, you know, like books have little uh, splash page quotes from people that reviewed it. Who reviewed outside the Catholic Church, There is Absolutely No Salvation by Brother Peter DeMond. Uh, it says, from many who have read it. So apparently, many people came up to Brother Peter DeMond and said, <clears throat> Brother Peter DeMond, this book is by far the best and most in-depth book that has ever been written on the Catholic Church's infallible teaching on the necessity of the Catholic faith and the sacrament of baptism for salvation. End quote. Put that on the front of your book, please. I and the many that come here. And then he leaves, and then the next guy goes, <clears throat> Brother Peter DeMond, I would like to let you know that this book is by far the best and most in-depth book that has ever been written on the Catholic Church's infallible teaching on the necessity of the Catholic faith and the sacrament of baptism for salvation, end quote, brother. And it just keeps going until you get enough people to qualify as many. That's the quote in front of this book. Not serious people. Now, to be certain, they take this stuff very seriously, Brother Peter DeMond loves to go on YouTube and have big debates. He loves having a big YouTube channel and a big website where he pushes this weird stuff. And by weird, I mean that. They have a video where they talk about James White being demonically possessed because he sneered. No kidding. In their big video about how somehow regeneration in baptism disproves sola fide because reasons, they spent a good 20 minutes showing and freeze-framing and rewinding videos of James White, the 1689 Baptist theologian, sneering a little bit, and they say, see, that's proof that he has a demon. I don't understand how on earth I'm supposed to take these guys seriously, except that somebody gave me two of their books, and we are going to read and evaluate both of them. Why? Because I am the better kind of set of a contest. I am a Lutheran, and I am here to evaluate what they are saying and comparing it to what the scriptures teach. <laughs> yes, we Lutherans are set of a contest. We just believe that the chair of St. Peter has always been empty. Because the very notion of a papal office is antichrist. 
And I am here to reverse his Fenianism and say that unless your baptism is also a baptism of desire, in addition to the baptism of water, you are not saved. Because unless the sacrament of holy baptism is received in faith, it is completely worthless to you. Especially if your religion, run out of a tiny little monastery full of whack jobs, is teaching people this kind of doctrine. Where God lied when he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. According to the DeMond brothers and their doctrine, God didn't mean it when he said that. Now, apparently God did mean it when he talks about the brown scapular, uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose, the true story behind it. Uh, UFOs, they talk about UFOs and Padre Pio and all sorts of weird things like that. That stuff you can count as 100% infallible truth, whatever the DeMond brothers say. But when God says he loves the entirety of the world and saves those who believe on his son Jesus Christ... Well, he didn't mean it because, after all, we have a whole bunch of stuff we need to add there. We need to make sure that you're part of the correct church and you really need to be a set of a contest. In their rite of baptism, on their site, they say you have to reject the Vatican II faith in order to receive a valid baptism. In order to get there, you have to do that. Because that's not Gnostic at all. Now, if I sound like I'm going hard on these guys, I am. But I can relate. There is always going to be a temptation to do this when you are a Christian who wants to mean it. And Lutherans need to understand that a whole heck of a lot of us are on that path too. To mental gymnastics and craziness. Because we are all aware that institutional Lutheranism, as it stands today, has been very busy stabbing the laity in the back for about 55 years now. At least in terms of the largest bodies, and especially in the European bodies. You can't get legit Lutheranism from a lot of these groups. Oh, I understand that. And I can sympathize with the DeMond brothers to a certain extent. But their response to a church turning back on its identity is not the right one. Especially because they're getting a whole lot of people to follow after their claims, and the papacy is certainly not helping. So for the sake of everybody, we are going to be reading and evaluating uh, two of their books. One that says, the Bible proves the teachings of the Catholic Church. I'm withholding my laughter as hard as I can when I read that. Oh my goodness, I gotta wonder if um, they're gonna go into a rant on how much they hate quote-unquote natural family planning. Which is another thing I can sympathize with because I'm not a big fan of contraception. But, you know, I'm not gonna tell somebody they go to hell for doing the rhythm method. And we will also be reading the book I've referred to already, Outside the Catholic Church There is Absolutely No Salvation, which of course we have to read the review again 
by far the best and most in-depth book that has ever been written on the Catholic Church's infallible teaching on the necessity of the Catholic faith and the sacrament of baptism for salvation, according to many who have read it. We are going to read and evaluate both of these to show why intelligent people shouldn't go nuts in the face of mass apostasy on account of church bodies. Not saying I'm looking forward to it, but we're going to try to make it as fun as possible and also as common sense as possible. We'll start reading from the first book next week, but I have to include a disclaimer. Not all set of contests are weirdos. Not all set of contests are autistic. Not all set of contests are rules lawyers or people that really, really, really want the rest of Christendom to burn in hell. Most of them, at least the ones I have encountered, are normal people. But the ones that are following the DeMond brothers are going to have some issues, and we got to counter that. And we're going to start doing that next week. Until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen. <laughs>